this episode of The Interface, I sit down with three college interns who spent the summer working at Amphenol Aerospace. Maxine Tahone, a mechanical engineering major from the University of Maryland, Ali Miller, an industrial engineering major from the Rochester Institute of Technology, and Danielle Getz, a chemical engineering major from the University of Rochester. We talk about how they chose their majors and then chose Amphenol for their internship. We talk about their work experiences and the autonomy they were given to figure out how to get the job done, no matter what it was. We talk about their advice for future Amphenol interns. And of course, we talk about their Desert Island album, book, and movie selections. This is The Interface. First of all, thank you guys for being a part of uh, our intern podcast. Did this last year too, but we did it remote with some people in Nashua at some other Amphenol divisions, but it's fun to have people in person, at least while we can here in early August before we go back to masks and all this here shortly. But but I digress. I want to welcome Maxime, Ali, and Danielle. Thank you for coming here today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Sure, of course. So we'll start. I'll just go left to right here, and sure. I'll go with, with Maxime. We'll start with you. So where are you from, and where do you go to school? So I go to the University of Maryland, uh, College Park, do mechanical engineering there. And uh, I live in New York City, but um, I am originally from Belgium, and my parents moved uh, from there to New York. For those of you who don't know, Belgium is a small country north of France. Oh, slow down. Tell us about this place. I've never heard of this before. Does it have chocolate? Does it have waffles? Yes, it has yeah. both of those. Yes. Yeah. It's very good. <laughs> um, How old were you when you moved here? I was four. Yeah. Four years old. Yeah. My, uh, my dad got a job. He just randomly applied for a job at the UN in New York headquarters, and he, he got it. So we were like, all right. How did you, go. do you remember it? Uh, like, like little tiny fragments, but it's, I, most of my memory is, is New York City. And I think it's also like when you see pictures of yourself as a kid, Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, I remember that. But you're just psyching yourself out, like you don't. Right, you've created a memory <laughs> right. that, yeah, you didn't yeah. really, you're not having a memory, so sure. to speak. Something yeah, like so from New York, how did you get to University of Maryland? Yeah, I wanted to go somewhere far enough from my house that I wouldn't be home every weekend. Yeah. Like I would stay in college, but I didn't want to take a plane. So everything on the <laughs> East Coast was good. DC yeah. was great. Yeah. And, you know, growing up in New York City, I wanted a city. I didn't want to just be in the middle of nowhere. Like here. Yeah, like here. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I had to choose between Purdue and University of Maryland. And Purdue was in Indiana, and it was... Three-hour drive. drive from yeah. the airport. Right. So we were just arriving there, and I was already like, no, <laughs> yeah. not this place. No offense, Purdue. Yeah. We, we love all the Boilermakers. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, I get it. So uh, how come mechanical engineering? What was it that intrigued you about that? Uh, yeah. So I never liked reading. I never liked writing. Yeah. So that kind of got rid of a lot of subjects. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and math was always good. Yeah. But I only really liked math and science when it was applied practically. That's when I re that's okay. what I really enjoyed doing. Yeah. So then engineering was kind of the perfect fit because yeah. it was applying math and science in a practical way. What about uh, what was it about mechanical engineering in particular? Just it, how things work. Yeah, and it was also like I wasn't sure what engineering I would really enjoy doing, mm -hmm. and mechanical is kind of like a little bit of everything. Sure. Like the most close to that, right? Civil would have been specific to buildings, aero right. like specific to space. But right. I, I wanted to do everything with engineering. And what year are you going into? I am a rising senior. Okay. So after this, I'll be a senior. I have one more year. Okay. 
we'll co- we'll come back to your experience here. But sure. we'll move on to Allie. So Allie, I know you came from very far away as well. So where mm-hmm. are you from? Yeah, so I'm a local. I'm from Bainbridge, New York. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. Yep, and so, I um, I attend Rochester Institute of Technology, yeah. and I'll be an incoming second year um, industrial and systems engineer. Okay. Yeah. You obviously must have known about this place growing up all the time, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Did you have any idea what they did here? I, I knew of the company, yeah. but I didn't exactly know the extent of what we did here. Right. Uh, I was the same way, as I told you. I, I didn't grow up in the area, but I finished high school here. And until I interviewed here years later, I had no idea what they did at mm-hmm. that building, you know, on the other side of town there, that's now a solar farm. I had no clue. So I'm, I'm with you, but did you know, I'm, I'm assuming you knew people or family or mm-hmm. friends or friends, parents that worked here, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they're still here. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know a lot of people come in here. That's good. So it makes it comfortable. Yes, definitely. Okay. <laughs> and what, got you into, what'd you say, industrial Industrial systems, yep. Yeah. So my sister actually goes to RIT as well. Okay. And so I attended an open house for the K through 12 women in engineering. Um, And I just remember we went to a bunch of different, uh, the different types of engineering, uh, like workshops. And I just remember the industrial and systems engineering one. It just made a lot of sense to me. Um, It was a lot about the organizing and the scheduling. And, Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of hooked on that major, and then I kind of looked into the colleges, and there's only five schools in New York that have industrial and systems engineering. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. and so I was, um, Binghamton also has ISE, but it's a little too close for me, so um, I went to <laughs> RIT with my sister. Yeah, glad to hear it, and we'll get more to your experience here right. as well. Finally, we'll go to Danielle. Uh, Danielle, who is from Rochester, and you go to... The University of Rochester. Yes. (laughs) And why do you go to the University of Rochester? What do you study there? I study chemical engineering. Okay. So three engineers. I'm I'm outsmarted here. I'm a communications (laughs) major, which means I just did TV and radio. (laughs) So you guys are way more smarter than me. (laughs) My roommate Lester is actually a communications major. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he liked it. Uh, a chemical engineering major, uh, University of Rochester. You're from Rochester. You were telling me before we started recording, your parents met at the University of Rochester. It's a great old school campus. I've been there before to see uh, some games and, and whatnot. So um, what is it about chemical engineering that intrigued you when you started school there? It was kind of an accident. So I wanted oh. to be an environmental engineer, but U of R didn't have that program, but U of R was a perfect fit for me in every other aspect. And they're like, you can just major in chemi and you'll get a lot of the same class experiences. And so I ended up in chemi and I found out I actually really love chemistry and I'm really happy that I went that route because I was thinking when I entered college, there's like a bunch of different majors I was interested in doing. And they said, well, start with chemi and then if you want to switch, it'll be easier after the fact. What is it that you like about it? I like to be right and know what I'm doing. (laughs) I like to know everything and anything. And I like to make sure, like, I'm not confident unless I know it. And I feel like chemi is a very good experience to just know everything really well. And I like how chemistry I always saw as a beautiful bit between biology and physics. And it can really stretch through a lot of the sciences. I I, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because biology is like, it's like all memorizing. Right. Right. You just have to remember what you're taught. And then physics is like the opposite. You have like a formula sheet 
and you just use the equations. But chemistry, it's like right in the middle there. Yeah. Sounds like someone's going to switch his major <laughs> senior year. <laughs> <laughs> no? You're good for now? Yeah. Okay. I think I'm good. All right. Um, so you work where here at Amphenol? Where have you been working this? Uh, actually, let me back up before that. How did you find this as a place to do an internship this summer? Well, with the pandemic, it was really hard to find any in-person internships, much less in-person in my field. There's not a lot of chemistry and chemical manufacturing in New York with the state regulations. But Amphenol, I was doing a deep search, like really looking for a good fit. And I saw Amphenol's posting for plating, doing my digging. I was like, that looks like what I've actually been learning. And it's in person, so... Did you know anything about the company? Not really. Yeah. No, I didn't yeah. even know what a connector really was. Right. So you're in plating, which is, for people who don't know, and I'm assuming most listeners won't know, uh, at Amphenol Aerospace here in Sydney, New York, we have a main facility, and then about a mile away where we had the old vintage factory that is now a solar farm is still the plating facility, and that's where you work. So describe what it's like to work in a plating facility for a connector manufacturer. Well, for me, the first week I was there, I felt like I was in an old World War II movie. Like that was really the only way I could describe how I felt walking in. Right. It was extremely overwhelming, but like really cool to see it. Right. Um, now I've gotten a lot more comfortable with it and it's kind of fun. So I'll be like, oh yeah, like I'm right next to the cyanide and the hydrofluoric acid. And it's kind of fun to, you know, know I can do that comfortably and safely and have that experience do you get to solve problems take care of issues um, make decisions while you're doing your work here as an intern yeah 100 yeah. percent. so this summer they had there's the, we accidentally got two plating interns they're supposed to only be one of us but they ended up hiring two of us because they didn't crunch the numbers right so there's two of us yeah. and <laughs> we each got assigned a different lab machine so we had two new pieces of equipment in the laboratory the icp which is like the plasma that's what angelina works on the other intern i work on the auto titrator which is also a new piece of equipment and they basically were like here's this brand new pieces of equipment we haven't really worked on it develop a bunch of methods for it and then teach us those methods so all summer we've really been experimenting and figuring out how to make the pieces of equipment worthwhile okay the obvious question what does an <laughs> auto titrator do so if anyone took high school chemistry, they made you do a titration once where you have a big burette filled with a titrant and you dispense it slowly into a sample beaker until it changes colors or something to signal an endpoint or when the chemical sample that you're trying to figure out how much of it is in there is finished. So for example, if you're doing a nickel titration, it usually starts blue and then you would pour a bunch of EDTA, which like reacts with the nickel mm -hmm. until there's no more nickel. And then the EDTA turns the solution a nice, beautiful purple color when it reacts with an indicator. And then you know the concentration of nickel in your bath, which is really important for plating processes. Cause if you don't have enough nickel, it won't plate right. Or if you have too much nickel, it won't plate right. I I think I understood like four, maybe five words that you said. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. So how much of your schooling really applied to what you did 
so far this summer? Was it a lot? Yeah, every yeah. day we use the chemistry, like the chemistry 101 practices we use every day in the lab. And yeah. then we also get to use the other like learning scientific methods, statistics, a little bit of programming when we're running our exper experiments, we also get to use. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, great. Good for you. So I'll move to Allie. We'll get All right. Back to Bainbridge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you have been working in planning, right? Mm -hmm. yep. So first, how, well, obviously I know you knew about Amphenol, but when you were doing uh, a search for an internship this mm -hmm. summer, was it something that was in the forefront of your mind or did you go through your options and go, oh my goodness, that's right down the street <laughs> from me? Um, so actually, RIT has the co-op program, but my required co-op blocks don't start until next summer. So this is kind of like a, a free summer for me, but yeah. I wanted to take advantage of that yeah. and work somewhere. Um, and so Neil, the HR guy, mm -hmm. he um, ca actually came to our school and had a at a professional um, local business panel. And I just remember talking to him and he gave me his card and he said to reach out when I was looking for an internship. And so I kept that card. And then last January, I reached out to him and he got me an interview here. And so where are you working in here? Tell um, us about what you've been doing. Yeah, I work downstairs in the, I'm a materials and planning intern. Yeah. And I work with um, board level and planning. And so I work under Terry Young's. What would be a, a normal day for you or a normal week? Like what are some of the things that you actually work on? Yeah, so in the beginning of the months, I help the team break down the backlog and track shortages um, so they can get orders out the door. Um and then That's I have, good. yeah, <laughs> and then I have various projects I work on. Um, I One project I'm working on is a shield flow project. So I'm trying to decrease the cycle time of the shield product. Um, and so I walk the floor and I look at all the processes. I collect cycle times and lot sizes, and I try to find where the bottleneck is and then um, try to break that down so we can make the shields go through faster. And how much has this matched what you have learned so far in your first year at RIT. Are there a lot of the same principles and, and, term, and terminology and, and coursework that you've done? Is it already, have you started to see that in the work you've done here? Yeah, so um, I've took a lot of general classes so far right. since it, I've only been, been in college one year, but I did take a fundamentals of industrial um, engineering and we went, basically each week we learned about a new topic. And so we got... Um, we got a brief overview of every topic in ISC. So I've heard the terms. We just haven't gone in depth into them. But, yeah, it still was very connected. What's the coolest thing you've done here so far? Well, my favorite project is our shield split router project, which I'm working on right now. And it's probably my favorite because I know the people by now and yeah. I know the processes and just how the system works so it's easier to work on the project. That's great. And... Get back to you. So how did you first find Amphenol in your internship process? I actually found Amphenol two years ago. So because okay. I was supposed to intern here last summer, mm -hmm. um, but then COVID happened and it kind of threw me off course. But uh, a couple of like seven months uh, before last summer, so that's a year and seven months yeah. ago, my mom works at the consulate. Uh, between Belgium and New York City. Mm -hmm. So she helps people with their passports and their visa. And someone came in, uh, a, a Belgian, to, to get their passport uh, renewed. And it turned out it was Philip. DJ. I I, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, pretty, wow. Pretty yeah. high up. Yeah, it was really yeah. lucky. And, oh, and I know him well. Yeah. Yeah, they just they just clicked because they're both from Belgium. <laughs> yeah. Right? So they just started talking about that, and then uh, and then my mom was like, "Oh yeah, I have a son. You know, he's mechanical engineering." And then Philip was like, "Oh yeah, I work for this Amphenol Aerospace, this engineering company." And then right. and then he was like, "Yeah, I will try and get him in touch with Neil, the HR guy." Yeah. Then I, I interviewed with Neil and uh, and I, I researched a little bit about Amphenol before and it seemed like a great fit because I knew I wanted to do design engineering. Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to use some sort of design software and I knew I wanted it to have something to do with aerospace. So when I heard about it and I read with the position, I was like, this is great. Yeah. And it came just in time too because I had been applying to like at least 50 LinkedIn internships right. for last summer. And it, it was it was all screwed up because of COVID. So yeah. I couldn't find anything in person. And then I got the internship for Amphenol, but then they took it back because sure. they were like, "Yeah, we're you know we're trying to avoid cases, right? It makes sense." Um, and then I had to wait until this year. Mm -hmm. And uh, and Rick Rick Barnes, mm -hmm. uh, he's he's my boss. He uh, he reached out to me saying, "Oh, do you want to like have the same position again this summer?" And I was like, "Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that sounds great." So what do you do here? What has your job been during the summer? Yeah, so I, I work as a design engineer. So it's mainly uh, Creo, which is the design software that we use, right. uh, and Windchill, yep. which is the server. And uh, I work in Core, mm -hmm. and specifically the 3A999 line. Right. Um, so like the very basic connectors. Yeah, um, it's the and bread I, and butter here. Yeah, it's the bread and butter. It's the Core. Yeah. And I work under Rick and then also under Mike Blackowitz, who's great. Um, and he, you know, he'll give me stuff here and there from the hot sheet. You know, I'll, I'll go to those meetings every Thursday, um, where they talk about, you know, what's due that month, what, what, what's been ordered. Right. Um, and I'll get like one or two and they're usually pretty, pretty lengthy projects. One of them was, uh, an, uh, an assembly. So an entire connector. So I had to go in and, and design each part yeah. that, you know, had to do with that make the drawings for each part, but I like it a lot. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's good. Uh, how much of what you? I'll ask the same question I asked these two. How much of what you've learned at school has been able? You've been able to directly use it here in your internship. Yeah, I mean, I did use Creo in school, mm -hmm. so that was really useful. But most of what I've done in school is like it's like math problems. You know, it's like engineering math right. problems. Um, and I don't get a chance. I don't get a lot of chances to do that. To do that here, I mean, you just use Creo. Um, but I did have a class specifically for Creo and using it where I, I learned the basics. Um, and that was really helpful because I feel like I could hit the ground running when I got here, you know? Yeah. I got like a small project right away for interior project for plating. Oh, plating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there we go. Look at that. Did you like the fact that it was more, I guess this is really for all of you, really. I'm pretty aware of what usually happens with interns here. Yeah. And I think it's with most Amphenols where you come here and for the most part they're like okay here you go figure it out yeah right you're on your own for the most part you're a big boy and girl you go figure it out i'm assuming it sounds like all three of you had something along those lines in your job this summer was that did you enjoy that or was it daunting or both i thought it was great yeah i thought it was you know uh, kind of giving us that opportunity and, and the chance to see what we can do on our own Right. And, and not have someone holding our hand. Um, and obviously, kind of our whole our whole lives, like for me right now, I feel like it starts with, okay, someone's holding your hand really closely and then slowly 
you start doing on your own. And college was a big transition into that. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're doing on your own. And then this internship just kind of feels like the next step. You yeah. Know? Even more like figure it out. I liked it. Yeah. For me, I liked having a project to call my own. Yeah. But it was also nice to have your team members to rely on. And they were always open to ask questions for. And so I really liked that part. How about you? It was definitely scary for me just because I think, A, the main piece of equipment, they're like, this equipment is worth thousands of dollars. (laughs) Figure it out. So that was a little scary. And just working with some of the chemicals, they're like, oh, if you get this on your skin, it will eat your bones. And so like (laughs) some of that definitely made it a little daunting to be out there. We had, I worked very closely with Mary, one of the lab technicians, and we call her our lab mom. And so sometimes she would help out with some of those moments you're like oh crap like this is a little scary this is a little and like especially when we were working directly with the plating baths which was intimidating at first it was awesome to have her help but I've quite enjoyed doing the project on my own and figuring out the titrator we've gone there's been a lot of moments where I have you know broken the titrator (laughs) a little bit and then spent two weeks troubleshooting it only to realize all I did was unplug a different piece and it just needed power but (laughs) like it's been it's been a good experience. Do you think this will help you when you go back to school? Yeah, my lab technique now, I'll be one of the best students in the lab. Like I'm really I used to be pretty intimidated of labs in general, but now I feel really comfortable in a lab setting and yeah. I think that's going to be a very valuable experience in the future. How about you, Allie? I know you still have a few years left at mm-hmm. school, but I mean, did this boost your confidence? Yeah, definitely. Especially the social part, just talking to people and getting used to that. And then being out on the floor, it'll help me in my upcoming classes. I know I have to take a planning class in my like third year. So it'll be something I can reference back to. Right, right. And then you, I know you only have a year left and you are at least mature enough to know that there's less handholding going on, but did it help your confidence moving forward as well? Definitely. And yeah. and I wouldn't say as much with school, but I would just say everything else, right. <laughs> like right. everything after it. Um, I never had an, an office job before, yeah. like of any kind. Um, so that was that was really great to see what it's like and, and to see that I can handle it. Yeah. You know, the, the time from you know, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day, like, <laughs> it's nice to see, okay, I can I can do this. You right. Know, it's not too bad. No. Some no. days are worse, but worse than others. I guess the last question for you guys then, and you, know, you can answer it in whatever order, is what advice would you give to people who were considering, who will consider in the future, Amphenol, Aerospace, or just even in any Amphenol division in general as an internship? Any advice for people? Meet the floor workers and go to the floor and the labs as much as possible. Some of the most valuable moments I've had at this internship is talking to the floor people, working with the floor people, seeing how these processes that we learn, you know, in our chemistry classes, we talk about plating theoretically all the time, Mm -hmm. completely different experience from actually being there and plating parts with the floor workers and seeing that process be done. And I think that's an experience that this kind of internship is very valuable that you won't get in other places. So basically to sum it up, it's make sure that you take the time to roll your sleeves up, get your hands dirty a little bit and really get into the process that you're part of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Allie? Yeah, I agree with Danielle. It's great to be on the computer and see it, the process through the system, but also getting out there and connecting that with the computer, I guess, um, and seeing it in person and 
like matching the part names to the actual parts and seeing what they look like. Because I just hear a bunch of part names, yeah, but I have no idea or, what they look like. Or, so. you know, crazy numbers. 10 yeah. dash, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah when I like, first got here. Is this? Yeah. yeah. When I first got here, the language is so hard to pick up. Right. I was amazed that everyone could just spit out part numbers and work order numbers, and everyone would, or most everyone would know what they're talking about, and I'm still trying to remember what number they said. Right. Yeah. yeah. For the internship, I would yeah. say make the most of it. Yeah. I, I feel like uh, I was... You know, I felt like I just got here yesterday, but it's been nine weeks yeah. and I only have two more to go. Yeah. Um, so I would say, yeah, really, you know, enjoy it, but also work hard and, and, and show the company that, you know, you can work really hard and roll your sleeves up. So because even though there's a little bit of a special episode, have three people in here, um, it's still not going to get you out of answering the final questions that we do for each podcast. And that is this. Mm-hmm. I'll start with you. Um, Maxime, right? So Danielle, you didn't hear this um, when we were talking about this beforehand. I stick you on a desert island, so it's not anywhere near um, New York City or Belgium Mm. or College Park, Maryland. You're by yourself, and you have to. I allow you to bring one album. An album is a collection of songs (laughs) by one artist. (laughs) Um, An album, a book, and a movie. Okay. Which one would, what would you bring? We'll start with an album. So wait, I can bring an album and a movie. So yep. what I, I have, t- I have a TV and a record player. Or is this yeah, but you can only play one thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but good question. Nice try, but no, you're right. Cause then, cause then I figure, music. okay, I have electricity, but eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. This is how the game is yeah. played. Just play uh, along. <laughs> uh, okay. So for a movie, it's tough. Cause I feel like, like I'm a big Star Wars fan. Yeah. Right, and it's just a classic, you know, the f- one of the first sci-fi movies. But then I really like Christopher Nolan too. Yeah, and I'm big. I'm a big movie guy, so this is a hard, a hard decision for me. But maybe, maybe this will help. Think about it. If what would you want to watch if you're stuck on a desert island by yourself? Yeah, it's that kind of movie, right? It's like the movie maybe you'd want to watch. It, it might change your mind. Yeah. No, I, I'd go with Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Empire Strikes Back. Good call. Them. How about? An album or book, whichever one you want to do first. An album, I really like AJR. I like I like the the, the his old stuff, uh, also the new stuff. But yeah, the, the old AJ, AJR is really good. Okay, um, is that what you're gonna say? Yes, <laughs> I had it written down. Oh, uh, sorry. Okay. It's okay. How about a book? I, I don't know. I don't read. <laughs> yeah. Can I bring? Uh, <laughs> about a survival engineering guide? Uh, survival guide. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Right. The castaway um, yeah. script. So you sure, can, the yeah. castaway script. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, Allie, how about you? All right, for an album, going off of Maxime, I'm probably going to bring AJR's newest album. I think yeah. it's called Overture. Just yeah. because I've been listening to it a lot because we're, my friends and I are going to go to the concert, hopefully, in September okay. at the State Fair. So uh, I've been getting ready for that. Um, for a book and a movie, I'm going to be different and say, like, I'm not going to bring any books or movies because <laughs> I can't make myself sit down long enough to watch a movie or read a book. You have all the time in the world. I'm going to – I like to be active, so I'm going to go for runs on this island. and yeah, Even on the island, not enough time to read a book. Very smother nature. All right. You know? I mean, you could bring a running movie. <laughs> Rocky. Well, yeah, Rocky. something like that. Okay, fine. You don't want to play along. I get it. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, how about you, Danielle? I'm going to bring the album Wasteland Baby by Hosier. 
Okay. Oh. I'm going to bring The Anthropocene Reviewed by John Green is my Oof. book. Okay. Wow. He has the book is based on his podcast. Yeah. It's very good. And then my movie would probably be Mamma Mia. <laughs> One or two. One. Okay. Is that cheating? Because it technically oh. has an album in it. <laughs> it's got a lot of albums right. in it. Yeah. No, it's not cheating. Right. No, if it makes you feel good, it makes Those you feel good. Those are my three. Well, listen, Maxime, Allie, Danielle, thank you very much. Congratulations on your successful internships. And maybe, just maybe, we'll see you either back here or at another Amphenol facility. And if not, Best of luck to you guys in your futures. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. This is great.